eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. So, okay, the offense is so fun, but let's push to the <laughs> really quick. I know the offense is like the like brand new shiny toy. Um, Absolutely. Defensively, though, like they've been winning consistently um, in eleven on elevens every week, which look should not should, should surprise no one. Okay, right? This defense has essentially been playing together now for three seasons. They are allegedly and on paper meant to be an incredibly dominant force. So. Should you expect them to be absolutely owning this like brand new baby offense? <laughs> yes. So good. Great. Done. Put that aside. That's like bare minimum baseline. I think it's been really fun to hear how some of the younger guys are developing. It's really fun to hear that Devonta Wyatt is, you know, mauling guys in practice. Yeah. It's awesome to see videos of LVN just like looking like a, hulk of a human um i know he's called hercules but i'm gonna call him the hulk for this purpose um and like i said like the corners are showing up showing out we have a new name it's strap city um and you have jair being his like lockdown self you're hearing really great news you know sound bites that they really think that rashawn and eric stokes are on track to be back for the beginning of the season which is an amazing thing to hear considering how gruesome both of their injuries were. So the defense is starting to come together. Now we know players were never really the issue. So it's TBD for the beginning of the season. However, the dominance is, I think, just like a good thing. It's a good sign. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we, there were things going into the off season that we had, assumed or that we would hope would happen like Devonte Wyatt taking a leap is needed right Kenny Clark doesn't have a ton of help Devonte Wyatt and TJ Slayton were the only linemen in the room with the departure of Dean Lowry and Jaron Reed that had taken any NFL snaps so that was that was significant that was needed but hearing him look the way that he looks so far in camp is fantastic hearing the Quay Walker you know spent most of the off season thinking about his ejections and you know not that you want these guys to like beat themselves up about it but it's growth right like they're young and this just shows that it's something he's going to be cognizant of going into next season and it's something that he knows he needs to learn from so there is a lot of maturity I think that came 
with the first round picks and just a, and the rookies in general, I think yeah. there's just a really mature mindset for a lot of these players that I think they're realizing these these opportunities in front of them. Because like you said, it is a very loaded defense, but it, it's also a young defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've been loading up at, at the position or at on that side of the ball in the draft. Right. And these, this is not a team full of, you know. 30 plus year old vets. These are guys who have been drafted in the Goot tenure the last like, or at least a little bit before him the last five, six years. Like these guys are still either reaching their prime or before their prime. Um, I want to just take a second, quick sound bite. We should really start clipping these sound bites because they're so good. Um, look, we all love a Jair interview. Um, he's a very animated and fun guy to listen to speak, but he also has, I think, a really interesting perspective on life and the game and et cetera. And he is, I mean, with Rashawn out, like he's a very vocal leader on that side of the ball. And so I found it really, really, um, pointed that when asked about what happened last season, he really didn't. And you could sense some frustration last year boiling over, and that came out in some interviews. But, you know, you said it. I think there was some reflection this offseason, and he came out and just said, like, there's really no excuses, right? There's our coach makes plays, and we are good enough on this side of the ball to execute no matter what that play call is. Like, that is the standard that we hold for ourselves, and we just didn't execute properly. And I thought – that was kind of one point that he made. And I thought, you know what? Good on you, right? This team decided to bring your defensive coordinator back, regardless of how you feel a bit about it. He is your coach and you are backing him. And that is a good leader. The second point that he made was his own personal accountability and saying, I've actually looked back at the tape and I've seen that maybe I actually play too far off whether that's true or not, than what Joe has asked me to do. So I've done work to tighten myself up during certain off coverage situations. And again, just like a true leader, maybe deflecting the true nature of the question, but saying like, here's what I've done in order to be able to go out there and be a better version of myself when these play calls are played because let's be real, right? This team is not going to play a hundred percent man. They're not going to play press on every play and they have to be able to execute in zone. And so if Jair is saying like, Hey, this was a weak point in my game that I now went back and said, okay, now I'm going to fix it. So I did love hearing that from him and um, hope to see it on the field, but like not too much, Joe. Not too much. <laughs> I am really curious to see, too, what kind of impact Greg Williams has because it sounds like the players, the DBs, really love him, the new passing game defensive coordinator. Um, yeah. Obviously, we know that Jerry Gray left um, to the Falcons, so kind of a little bit of a coaching change there with the secondary, and I'm curious to see if that makes a difference. Keyshawn Nixon, I think it's fun to note, got a little bit of work with the offensive side of the ball. Um, we know he's an all-pro kick returner. It sounds like he's been absolutely dynamic as a nickel defender in camp so far. Um, so, you know, until we to get the prognosis on Eric Stokes and when he's returning, it, it seems like it'll be Rasul Douglas and Jair Alexander on the boundary with Keyshawn Nixon in the slot. And I think that's, there's a lot to like there. Keyshawn Nixon yeah. getting his looks and I'm impressed by at least the limited things that I've seen and heard from him so far. I think if anything, like, 
he deserves the nod. Right? Absolutely. He came in, he put in his work, he sat on the bench when he should have been out there <laughs> making plays. And when he did, he showed that he's an all pro. So um, I love that he is, I love that he's getting his shot. And I think also just based on like skill and roster uh, construction, it totally just like makes the most sense. I, I don't want to jump back, but I did also want to mention that I heard today and no yesterday uh, that the Packers, I thought it was interesting that they shifted their offensive line a little bit, right? We thought going into mm-hmm. camp that the right tackle battle would be between Yash Nyman and Zach Tom. And then on Tuesday's practice, Zach Tom was actually getting looks at center and Yash yeah. was playing right tackle. So, you know, make of that what you will. I know Zach Tom said he bulked up like 15, 20 pounds to, to be bigger for the season, which was one of the knocks in his rookie campaign. So really curious to see kind of who they think the best five are, because I think they have six good offensive linemen. You could argue, obviously like two or three of those are great elite at this point, but that's a, that's a battle that I think will be hotly contested too. A hundred percent. I'm glad you said best five. Cause I think that's just what they're trying to figure out. Right. They're just like, it's camp. Let's move y'all around see where you work best. Um, I have a feeling that the Packers are certainly realizing that they have guys who are great, either at least good, if not great at multiple positions on the line, which is like not a problem to have, but seems to be a theme with this team. Um, And as a soundbite, sights and sounds, David Bakhtiari did have really positive things to say about Zach Tom. And he did also mention um, that he looks a little bit bigger. He's kind of like filled out his frame needed to be um, a little bit of a hardier tackle frame. So um, corroborated by 69 himself. (laughs) All right, let's kind of start wrapping this up, but I do want to talk about the safeties because that seems to be one of the more hotly contested, or at least we thought it would be a hotly contested position battle. And it turns out that Rudy Ford is basically getting all the starting. Right? <laughs> we thought it was going to be like a huge rotation and it's Rudy Ford secondary and Darnell Savage. So, you know, I know that guys like um, Jonathan Owens, they'll get their looks uh, more. will get his opportunities too, considering he was just signed this off season, but yeah, it's, it's Rudy Ford secondary right now. And the other guys are just kind of living in it. Yeah, it's fair. You know, like Rudy had some really nice plays last season when asked to, he has a nose for the ball. Certainly had more interceptions than I think anyone would have ever expected from him. So um, I'm fine with it. Right. I think also like we talked about so much already, like consistency is going to be pretty key. And if Darnell Savage play is, he's the only one that had played with, Darnell last season right so at least there's some level of like comfortability communication like understanding of the playbook between the two of them um and I think the bar is like very low for the safety position right now in order to be a starter so if they just want to stick with two guys who know each other and have worked in this secondary for at least a season already to start the season off Fine by me. I think that makes perfect sense. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I agree. So let's let's wrap then. It's not fun, right? But talking about special teams because the Packers do have a new kicker. Mason Crosby remains a free agent unsigned. And it sounds like Anders Carlson, who they drafted, is struggling a little bit. Mm. But it also sounds like the Packers knew that going into mm. this and were kind of prepared to weather the storm. So do you think there's a scenario where we see Crosby come back maybe around <laughs> preseason time? Or do you think that no. they're going to weather the storm regardless? No, 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 no. If they were bringing back Crosby, they were going to bring back Mason Crosby already. Um, I don't know. I think I'm the only one that's like not that concerned. Like he's a rookie. He He's going to have his own growing pains, right? Like, we're just so conditioned just like we are at the quarterback position to expect like literal perfection from our kickers. Like we have like, like Mason Crosby is going to probably end up in like the Packers hall of fame. Like he's the leading scorer of the team of all time. Like he's like, like our bar is so high. So yes, it's, you don't want to see it. You especially don't want to see it because they knew it when they drafted him. Like they used a draft pick for him. However, like, I think it's just like, fair I don't know maybe I'm being too lenient but I'm not concerned about it now obviously if we get into game situations and he's missing easy 30 yard field goals that's a problem but he's making like from the 52 and the 56 and like missing from the 47 and it's just like okay whatever I don't know maybe I'm in the minority here (laughs) I don't know. Here's here's my thought on it. And I could see, I think the Packers will want to give him ample opportunity. I don't think this is like a cuttable offense or anything, but I do think when you have a young quarterback, if Jordan's able to get them into field goal range, you want to capitalize on those points, right? Because you know, Jordan's not going to drive down and score every single time they're in the red zone or on the opponent's side of the, of the field. So that would be my only concern. Like that would have been really nice to have Mason Crosby because then, you know, you're continuously putting up points for your young quarterback. But I also understand, you know, this is Rich Basaccia's guy and they're understanding that there's growing pains at every NFL position and kicker is really no different. So hopefully Pat O'Donnell can be kind of a sounding board and a help there too, as the holder, because we know that he is a long tenured NFL vet. Yeah, totally. You make a very fair point, Maggie. (laughs) All right. Any any final sights or sounds from week one? Or are you just, let's just get into week two, you know? Give us more training camp. I'm so excited. I'm so excited <laughs> for a preseason game. I'm so ready for joint practices. Um, I just want to skip ahead to September, but that's not how time works. So, yay, football. <laughs> I think that sums it up. Yay, football. This will drop on Thursday, August 3rd. So if you're listening to it today, that means that tonight there is NFL football on your TV, Jets Browns in the Hall of Fame game. But that is all the time that we have for today's show. We'll be back next week, hopefully with some guests, maybe some people that were at training camp. It'd be fun to link up and and hear more in-person sights and sounds. But you can follow the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast, on all other socials at Pax What She Said. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. We're really going to start ramping up the content now that football is getting closer and closer. And go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 